Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Circe Podcast Network. I'm Joshua Gibbs, and this is Proverbial, the podcast where we explore the wisdom of the ages as it comes to us in Proverbs. By which I mean wise sayings a man may live by, if he's not so arrogant as to think himself special. Episode 120. A very special episode of Proverbial. Today's proverb comes from Solomon. I'll read it twice. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. Once more, as dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. Well, that's today's proverb. I'd like to do something I don't normally do, which is offer a little context. This is a proverb that comes from Ecclesiastes 10. This is Ecclesiastes 10.1. Ecclesiastes 10.3 is another proverb on the same subject. And here's Ecclesiastes 10.3. Even as he walks along the road, the fool lacks sense and shows everyone how stupid he is. Fools are stupid. Folly is Stupidity. We have to get this out of the way first. I don't like the word folly. I don't mean that I object to it in scripture. I don't like the word folly as someone who is involved in a certain amount of pastoral work, counseling work, in helping students be virtuous. Folly is not a helpful word. Foolishness, again, 
not all that helpful. And I say that because the word folly is essentially meaningless today. It's nothing more than a Bible word. It's a word that occurs in Scripture. It's a word that adults in Scripture often use when speaking to the youth. Everyone knows this. But the word folly just doesn't do much anymore. It's ineffectual. And I appreciate this little run of Proverbs in Ecclesiastes 10. Because Solomon gives us a better word to use than folly, which is stupidity. This is an amusing proverb. Even as he walks along the road, the fool lacks sense and shows everyone how stupid he is. Fools are stupid even in the way that they walk down a road. That's how obvious stupidity is. That's how incredibly obvious, incredibly uh, unavoidable stupidity is. Even when somebody's walking down a road, if they're stupid, they're going to walk down the road in a stupid manner. It doesn't take long to figure out that someone's stupid. You can see it from a hundred yards away. There's a fool walking down the road in a stupid way. I don't mean he has a funny walk or something like that. What Solomon means is that everything a fool does is done in a stupid way, from something as basic as walking along the road. So fools are stupid. Folly is stupidity. We have to get this out of the way first. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little stupidity outweighs wisdom and honor. I don't like the word folly. Modern Christians don't like the word stupid. Perhaps you've noticed this. Stupid is a word that will get you in trouble. In Christian circles, that is. This might be true in secular circles as well. I tend to think it's less so. Stupid is a word that Christians have a lot of strong feelings about. It's kind of like uh, shut up. Stupid and shut up. These are the words that Christians are constantly policing. In general, I think that modern Christians make lousy language cops. I don't think that our understanding of objectionable words is really born out of any knowledge of scripture, any knowledge of how language works, what language is, what words are. And you get this every now and again. I think every Christian kid has had this exchange with their parents. How was the movie? Oh, it was awesome. The finger-wagging parent says, don't say awesome. Only God is awesome. And the kid's like, okay, fine, it was good. The parent says, that's better. That's stupid. <laughs> that's based on an extreme ignorance of what words are and what they mean. If you read the Bible, you will find the Lord is not all that choosy about the word awesome. You know what word he does police, though? Good. Why do you call me good? Only God is good. And yet Christians want to object to the word awesome. Only God is awesome. Say it was good. Not true. That's not what the Lord says. Read the Bible. <laughs> Pay attention to the way that the Lord protects certain words. 
be careful about the word good. He cautions people against throwing the word good around willy-nilly, not the word awesome. Why we have willingly objected to the Lord's teaching on the word good and invented our own little definition of awesome beyond me. Stupid and shut up. These are the terms, these are the words that bother us. They're in their own little special realm, right? They're not profane. They're not vulgar. But they are very offensive. Maybe you have looked up dirty words in a dictionary. You would never do that. But if you did, occasionally you find when you look up vulgarities, obscenities, occasionally you get a note in a dictionary. <laughs> the note says, very offensive. There's a note in a dictionary that a certain word is, is viewed as very offensive. That it's not a common word. Well, in most Christian circles, stupid and shut up are very offensive. Have you ever wondered why? Have you ever wondered why you're so likely to get a little sermon if you use the word stupid? Ever wondered why? Ever wondered why you can't tell someone to shut up? If you tell someone to be quiet, that's fine. But if you tell them to shut up, people will. Mm. Clutch the pearls. Stupid, too. Oh, that's very offensive. As a teacher, I can tell my students when they're being foolish. I can't use the word stupid, though. We think of the word stupid as an insult. I don't know how long we've seen it this way. I think the fact you're not allowed to say stupid is a bit sentimental. If I had to guess how the word stupid came to be so very offensive, I have to believe that it's born out of our sentimentality, our fear of offense, our absolute doctrinaire insistence on being nice all the time. And so this really is a very special episode of Proverbial. I'm being a little jokey here. When I hear the term very special episode, my mind always goes back to after-school specials. I don't know if they still have after-school specials. The after-school special, the way that I remembered it from back in the 80s, early 90s, is whenever a TV show that you're familiar with, DuckTales, Family Matters, whenever one of these episodes was going to commit itself to some kind of contemporary moral issue, you always got this warning up front. This is a very special episode of DuckTales, which meant we're going to talk about marijuana in the DuckTales episode. We're going to talk about gun violence on this episode of Perfect Strangers. And it was always like a little hokey. Like the after school special was going to take some ripped from the headlines issue and turn a kid show or a family show into a little lesson about 
not uh, being careful with guns or, you know, how to tell someone you don't want to smoke weed. This is a very special episode of Proverbit. We're dealing with some really dicey content here. We're dealing with the word stupid. One of the most objectionable terms in contemporary Christianity. One of the unkindest words we can imagine. One of the meanest, least generous words we can conceive of. Why stupid is an insult and foolish isn't, though, again, I think is born out of the fact we don't read our Bibles all that much anymore. Or the Bible doesn't inform our imaginations. We don't find the word fool all that offensive. Whoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. This is what the Lord says. We don't get this, though. We don't know why the word fool is so offensive. Fool is just a slang term for a human being anymore. Go up to your friend and you say, what's happening, fool? It's not an insult. But if you said to someone, what's happening, stupid? They would be taken back. Stupid maybe has the meaning of folly, uh, or it's taken on the gravity of folly, maybe. It's taken on the gravity of the word fool. Fool is a word that scripture trades in frequently. Almost all the wisdom books are devoted to the difference between wisdom and foolishness, wisdom and stupidity. If we're not going to treat the word fool seriously, though, we need a word that has some gravity to it. I think stupid is up for the challenge. We don't like the word fool, though, because we think it's not nice. We object to the word fool because it's not generous. I mean, that's If I ever called someone a fool and I was chewed out for it, I think that the word generous would come up. And I imagine that I would also be um, admonished with that proverb, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Not a proverb I like. And I think that I don't like it because of what it's come to mean anymore. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar is a little bit like you have to choose your battles carefully. There's some wisdom there, but it's been obscured and lost through generations of misusage. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. The word catch in that proverb is probably why modern people like it so much. It's probably why sentimental people like it so much. If the proverb was more to the point, you kill more flies with honey than vinegar, then the sentimentalist wouldn't like it so much. You catch more flies with honey. Catch seems so benign. And what we take, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar to me. What we take this to mean is you really just need to be nice to everybody all the time. Which is not what the proverb is really about. Anytime, I swear, 99 times out of 100, somebody quotes to you, you catch more flies with honey and vinegar. What they mean is, would you please just be 
Very, very nice. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little stupidity outweighs wisdom and honor. We need to replace the word folly with stupidity if we want to understand Solomon. You want to teach wisdom literature to students? I highly recommend paraphrasing folly and foolishness to stupid and stupidity. Because stupidity is a term that we use in private, but it's lost its, it doesn't have the right to go out in public anymore. Which means that there's this big difference between the way that we talk about things in private and the way that we talk about them in public. More on that later. The word stupid is, like if you've ever, like think back to all the ways that you've heard people use it. Think back to your father getting frustrated at the dinner table on something that happened at work, on something that happened in the news cycle. We say the word stupid with an amazing amount of relish. We hold out that S on the front end long. And then we hit the T like a hi-hat. Stupid. There's even a little break between the S and the T to create some tension. Stupid. The U is basically silent. You have to take it out to make up the time you lost, dragging out the S. Stupid is a word that most people spit when you say it like you mean it. When you say it by yourself, to your friends, reflecting on the state of the world. Stupid. When you say the word right, when you say it like you mean it, you spit. The word stupid even contains the word spit with a duh left over. When you say the word stupid like you mean it, it's like this little performance all by itself. It's got tension, resolution. Stupid's a word used in private, though. You don't accuse someone of being stupid to their face. You say, that's folly. Your behavior was foolish. But if you tell someone they're stupid, or that they've done something stupid, how could you be so stupid? And the polite police will put you away for life. Why have you been so foolish? That's not a question that's going to cut any 15-year-old boy to the heart. How could you be so stupid? That's a question a boy will remember. How could you be so foolish? Not going to work. One of the reasons our society is so stupid is because you're not allowed to tell other people when they're being stupid. If the angels airdropped someone from 1925 into our world and they walked around a mall for an hour, they'd come out saying, why is everyone so stupid? And you'd have to tell them that you're not allowed to say that word. And then they'd know why everyone was so stupid. Oh, you're not allowed to tell people when they're making this crucial error anymore. We've been conditioned not to use the word. It's amazing. I'd say half the people listening to this episode right now are thinking, finally, yes, someone's saying it. But there's also a decent contingent of people listening to this episode who are thinking, man, he's using that word an awful lot. I hope he doesn't persuade other people to start using that word. When I was a child, if I was watching a show where one character called another stupid... My mother would audibly object. 
comment. I don't like the way the characters talk to each other. That's really still with us today. Of all the issues of manners that we rejected that our parents offered us, prohibitions against stupid and shut up are amazingly resilient. All of this is auxiliary, though. I haven't even talked about the proverb for the day. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly, a little stupidity outweighs wisdom and honor. The key word in this proverb is the word little. In the same way that tiny, tiny dead rotting insects can wreck a large jar of perfume, a little stupidity will mess up an otherwise good book decent movie, a little stupidity can wreck an otherwise brilliant speech. I think this is an amazing observation. I'm astounded at how strong this is. Just how realistic an assessment of the state of things this is. A little stupidity is deadly. It's, ugh, I hate the word. Stupidity is toxic, which means it can't be balanced out. I think that's what, that's really what we mean or what we ought to mean when we describe something as toxic. It can't be balanced out. There's a certain kind of badness or harm that can be balanced out with good. But then there's some things that can't be balanced out. I think that's what Solomon's saying about folly here, what he's saying about stupidity. Stupidity can't be balanced out, or it can't be easily balanced out. And he even uses the word outweighs as though there's this attempt to balance. Stupidity is just far more heavy than wisdom. It takes a lot of wisdom to accomplish some good. With stupidity, though, spoonful weighs a ton. Spoonful of stupidity outweighs a bucket of wisdom. We, we latch on to stupidity in this way, and, and for reasons that are not incomprehensible. We take stupidity to be the real story, which is otherwise wise and prudent. Years ago, I heard a speech from a famous person, a name you would recognize if I told you who it was. Not going to tell you who it is. I heard a speech from a famous person. The speech was half an hour long, maybe. And I remember thinking halfway through the speech, this person was famous, and so I was a little awestruck to be in the same room with them. I remember thinking like halfway through the speech, man, this speech is really good. This speech is as strong as I wanted it to be. I wanted to believe that this guy was very smart. And he appears to be very smart. This is a very smart speech, very wise speech. And then about halfway through, this guy said something stupid. And I don't, to this day, this is years ago, to this day, I don't remember any of the wise things that he said. 
I've forgotten about all of them. I remember word for word the stupid thing he said, though. Stupidity is potent. Our minds, in a spirit of frustration and vexation, latch on to stupid things. And they become the real story of whatever it was we were listening to or, or watching or hearing or reading. If you go to church, if you go to, a, if you go to a church you've never been to before, and it's a 90-minute service, and the pastor says one stupid thing in the sermon. It's a great sermon, 25 minutes long, brilliant. And he says one stupid thing. That's the first thing you're going to have to talk about on the car ride home. Beautiful service. You get into the car, drive home. So, what'd you think? Uh, it was okay. Man, what'd you think of the moment when he said, and then you mentioned the stupid thing? And then you both look at each other and are like, yeah, that was really stupid. And then everything else good that was accomplished in the sermon is like this footnote, this asterisk that goes after the judgment that, well, it's kind of stupid, the whole thing. Just a little bit, a little stupidity. A little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. And we take, I think that we take stupidity to be normative. If someone says wise things for an hour and then one stupid thing, we take the stupid thing for what that guy really is. You can get lucky with wisdom. I do believe that. You can accidentally say something wise. Because wisdom is just a recognition of how things are, how things work. You can get lucky with wisdom. You can say something. You can observe something. And be the only one who is willing to say it. Sometimes wisdom's embarrassing like that. You can get lucky with wisdom. But we don't take stupidity to ever be accidental. You can get lucky with wisdom, but stupidity is where you show your true colors. Now, I don't mean... Stupidity is not anything someone says that you disagree with. I'm not saying that you have to agree with everything someone says in a speech. There's a difference between somebody who says something mm, that you're not sure about and someone who says something that's stupid. There are plenty of positions I disagree with. They're not stupid. I think deep space exploration, total waste of time and money. I don't think it's stupid, though. I'm no fan of penal substitutionary atonement theory. It's not stupid, though. I just disagree with it. I just don't think much of it. I get it. I just don't find it all that compelling. I don't think it's stupid. So, what is stupidity then? The first thing I want to note is that stupidity is a moral concern. We take it that way, at least. We take stupidity to be a moral concern. And you, you can tell that in the way that you hear people, people talk about it. Because a little stupidity outweighs wisdom and honor. This is what Solomon said. It's a fight. Stupidity is a moral outrage. Stupidity is at war with wisdom. It's at war with virtue. What's at war with virtue? Vice. Sin. Stupidity is sinful. We respond with moral outrage to stupidity. 
Stupidity isn't simply a mistake or a miscalculation. Stupidity is born of a willing ignorance of how the world works. Wisdom isn't knowledge of how the world works, the nature of things. It's a sin to be stupid. It's a sin to be foolish. Now, I want to qualify that. It's a sin to be stupid. It's not always a sin to be stupid. It's not always a sin to be foolish, I don't think. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. Which means that when you see an adult who's foolish, you're seeing someone who never grew up. Now, I wouldn't say that the foolishness bound up in a heart of a child is willful. A three-year-old is ignorant of the world. Not willfully so, though. The rod of correction drives foolishness out, though. The rod of correction teaches a child to pay attention to the world and to not simply seek out the fulfillment of their own desires. The rod of correction is about learning to pay attention to the world, learning to make connections, connecting ignorance and suffering. There are certain actions a three-year-old might do, which a 13-year-old might do, or a 23-year-old. And we might say that that action is stupid, but only in a qualified way so far as the three-year-old goes. It's stupid to stick a knife in an electrical socket, but the stupidity of a three-year-old doing that is like stupidity in this kind of objective, inoffensive sense. If, a, if you see a three-year-old go to stick a knife in an electrical socket, you're not offended. You might yell to startle the child so they don't get the knife in the socket. You might slap their hand. But you're not offended. Think of the offense, though, when a 13-year-old does that. If a 13-year-old, if you saw a 13-year-old sticking a knife in an electrical socket, the question you'd ask would probably be, what are you doing? You would never say that to a three-year-old. A three-year-old sticking a knife in an electrical socket, you wouldn't say, what are you doing? you say, no, and he'd run over it. Take the knife away. Now, if we're taking that knife away from the 13-year-old, or if we're shouting at a 23-year-old about to jam a fork into a socket, think about the questions that you ask. You ask, did no one ever tell you not to stick a knife in an electrical socket? We know they did. <laughs> if, you, if you're asking someone, didn't anyone ever tell you not to stick a knife in an electrical socket? That's a rhetorical question. You know someone did. I say, that person was not paying attention. That's, that's what stupidity is. Stupidity is not paying attention to the world. It's not paying attention to other people. It's selfishness. That's why stupidity is a moral outrage. Stupidity is really, I think, more or less the same as not paying attention. I've defined in previous lectures, nature as how things usually work. I define stupidity as not paying attention. Stupidity is being too caught up in your own thoughts, in your own perspective, your own preferences, 
that you can't treat the world and other people in it properly. Consider the frustration in a father's voice when he tells his son, his teenage son, pay attention to what you're doing. There's only, I swear, there's only one way to say that. Pay attention to what you're doing. You never say it in a really polite sort of way. You need to pay attention to what you're doing. Pay attention to what you're doing. You say it when somebody's not paying attention to what they're doing. When they're not treating something carefully enough. When they're not treating their body carefully enough, their things carefully enough. Like like some kid carrying a tray full of, I don't know, something something messy and sticky that's going to stain if it falls off. Kind of carrying it in this slapdash way, like looking around. Father saying, hey, pay attention to what you're doing. Do the thing in front of you. No one ever says it nicely. It's kind of a subtle way of accusing someone of being stupid. Same is true with things like, watch it. It's another way that we tell someone, you're being stupid. Watch it. Watch it. Open your eyes. The person who is stupid has their eyes shut. A little stupidity can wreck a lot of good things. A lot of noble things. It outweighs wisdom and honor, which means that You have to treat stupidity like a plague. You have to treat it like a contagion. There's 10 high school sophomores at a party and one of them's stupid. You might not want to send your kid to that party. A little folly is going to outweigh wisdom and honor. You've got to diagnose stupidity right, though. It's problematic that the most important judgments we make in the privacy of our own thoughts are not permitted in public know what the word stupid means. We judge things stupid in our homes, at our dinner table. I think it's a major triumph of the devil that we're not allowed to show stupid people their stupidity. We have to cloak our critiques in ineffectual language, in language that doesn't work. Honestly, it's all pretty stupid. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.